eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Welcome to For Fantasy Sake, brought to you by Clinch Draft House Pizza and Grill, a weekly deep dive into the week's fantasy football on For Frequency Sake, brought to you by Durham Remodeling and Ryan Allison. I am today's host. You already know me, DJ Jarvis. I am joined by my wife calling me on FaceTime, even though she knows the show has started. Um, but I'm also joined by, by my guy over here, coming from the great state of New York where he can't bet on player props in college, Dan Hancock. And I believe, Brian, are you still in Tennessee? I'm still in Tennessee, yes. All right, well, Brian can't drink liquor on Sundays, but he's here to talk to us. How are you guys doing today? Oh, doing good. Just ready for week 13 and full of excitement over here. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's an exciting week. You know, the, we're, we're all scratching and clawing our way to the playoffs in uh, most of our leagues. Um I was lucky enough to make the second round of the Scott Fishbowl, where I will be this week sticking my head between my legs and kissing my ass goodbye, uh, because I have Justin Fields on a Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Justin Tucker all on a bye, and Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, and Dalton Schultz all out. So it's uh, it's it's not looking too pretty for me today. That's okay, GD. You made it to the second round anyway, so yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I've I think this is my fifth year in the Scott Fishbowl and uh, the fourth time making the playoffs. And every time I made the playoffs, I've gotten to the second round. So yeah, our uh, our league this year it's uh, just a six man, and this is our final week of the season. And I'm coasting through with a bye week next week, so I'm hoping that doesn't bite me with uh, my guys playing the greatest week ever, and then doing absolutely nothing in week 15. So before we get started on Tinder, okay, today is the selection show for fan, for the college football. And Brian, I feel like you're the most bi- unbiased uh, host here today because Dan and I just want to see Joe cry, um, and I'm an Alabama uh, supporter. So, Brian, before we – Alabama sucks. Don't lose a game. Brian, before we get to fantasy Tinder, who is your final four for the college football playoff? Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. I I agree. Why? why? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Right, why? Other than to make Tinder. other than to, other than to have bad takes, why? Brian clearly doesn't know ball. All right, let's not let's not insult each other today. Let's play fantasy Tinder. Serious question, why? All righty. I should have just put swipe swipe left, swipe right on Alabama in the playoff just so Joe could have a good early take. 
They're not making the playoffs, guys. It's okay. All right, Jordan. All right. So if, first if thing, want, you'll probably get my live reaction in about an, in about an hour, and you'll see me if I leave. Oh, I, I'm, I'm fully okay. ready to clip it. I'm fully. Alabama's ready to clip not. It. Alabama's not making the playoff, guys. Sucks What's to suck, guys. I just I just had to tease Joe and let his feet get a little wet. That's all. I know. <laughs> so I, I appreciate that. Uh, so first, I was, first up, till, I was up till five a.m. trolling everyone on Twitter, being a dick. So that's why I'm late. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got all the. I, why are people calling me? I've got the receipts here ready. I'm going to take this phone call while you guys talk about Jordan Love. Will he continue his hot streak against Kansas City this week? They're they're calling they're calling DJ because they're coming after him for his bad Alabama takes. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to swipe. I'll swipe right or swipe left. I I want to think. I want to think Jordan. I, I'm very impressed with what Jordan Love has done over the last. I guess month or so he's been on a bit of a heater and he's looked really good. It hasn't been any, you know, weird, dumb stuff. It hasn't been kind of, it hasn't been fluky at all. He's been really good, but this is by far the best defense they've faced in this stretch. So we will see, uh, we'll see if he can keep it going. Uh, if he, I, I, I think it's on the board. I just don't think it's going to happen. So that's why I will, swipe left because I think Spagnola for the Chiefs, the, their defensive coordinator, uh, I think that he's going to do a lot to mess with him and heat him up tonight and that'll be why he struggles, but uh, I, it's definitely not on the it's definitely on the board that he could have a good game and, and they could compete. I just don't think it'll happen, so I will swipe left. I'll swipe right, but keep it in my messages. Like Joe said, he's been doing really well. Best defense he's played. I don't think he's a great quarterback to begin with, but he can still give you a top 12 kind of quarterback week with six teams on a bye. So. I'm going to swipe left on this one. I don't think he's going to have a bad game. I think it's just going to be one of those games where it's like he's going to finish somewhere between like 10 and 20. Like he's he's gonna be kind of like a mid level quarterback. I you know probably one touchdown, one interception, kind of balanced out kind of stat line. I'm gonna sit somewhere on the fence between <laughs> between Brian and Dan and say that I think with with all the teams on a bye, he does have potential to to be a QB one. But this could be a week where like your QB ones are maybe throwing a touchdown pass and. You know, I, I, I think that Joe's kind of on the right track is uh, Spagnola is going to throw some weird crap at him and, and we'll see how he can can handle it on national television. Next one, Zach Moss. Now with Jonathan Taylor back on the shelf, does he have potential to, to, to be the guy we vote on for potential fantasy MVP in a couple weeks? I'm, I'm going to swipe left here. Not fantasy MVP, but... He'll no, I'm, I've I've got him um, in my, one of most of my DFS lineups because he's so inexpensive. So yeah, he'll do fine. And, and he he's also playing the Titans today. And the last time he played, 155 yards against the Titans. So expect a big another big day from him today. But not not MVP like. I'm gonna swipe left. I just think there's a lot of other running backs that have been hotter. Um, I think it's more of a – it's going to take him like a week or so to kind of get back into rhythm. I think the only thing that's really going to help him is the fact that Minshew has been so shaky the last couple of weeks. But they're playing a Titans team that 
their wide receivers should be able to take advantage of. I think they might throw a lot more this week. Yeah, I'll, MVP, no. Um, so I guess I'm swiping left, even though I think he's been really good this year. He's, he'd probably more win, like, if you were actually doing some type of award show. Oh, we are doing an award show. You guys just didn't, you just didn't show up to it last year, Joe. Oh, uh, you do some sort of steal of the draft, steal of the year type of ordeal. Um, cause I think if you're doing like MVP, it's probably, uh, you know, since he can't, since the team sucks and he can't win any actual MVPs, Josh Allen's had a good fantasy year. Uh, I know DJ likes that. Um, Tyreek Hill has had a, you know, his, his season has been insane. So Moss, I just think from the fantasy MVP perspective, he, I mean, if, if he could, if he has, he was what a top five back until Taylor came, came back. Right. So if he has that production to end the season. If people cannot, you know, just kept them on their roster hoping then, yeah, maybe that that's a good case, but, uh, there's probably just a couple of more deserving candidates than him. My right end candidate is Kyron Williams. Yeah, same kind of situation as mm-hmm. as opposed to you know needing Jonathan Taylor to go back down. Uh, Kyron Williams needs to just come back uh, from injury. So yeah, they're they're kind of, they're the same. They're, they're kind of the same thing. All right, Joe is our boy AJ Brown. Is he going to recover from two straight <laughs> games? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Today. Dan, did I skip you on Zach Moss there? Dan muted himself. Yeah. No, I thought I went last. I muted my, I I gave my take. I might have been muted, but I I just said no. I swiped left. All right. AJ Brown. He'll be. Bounce back from being turned. Look at that aesthetic with that jersey on, man. Uh, yeah, he should be fine. Um, the thing I will say is. We'll probably eventually talk about this game later when it comes to gambling perspective. I have a side on it, and I've accepted that I might be very wrong on it, um, but I had to do it. Uh, so who knows what, if today will be the day uh, that he gets it going again, but I think he'll be fine. They've played, um, you know, they've just kind of been in weird spots in the last two weeks, and it didn't didn't click. Uh couple bad Jalen games outside of small stretches. So, you know, they'll, I think it'll be fine. Don't, don't, I don't think anybody should go completely, you know, gung ho about AJ Brown. Did he, what were his numbers last week? I thought he had at least, I thought he had a touchdown like last week. 40 something yards, I think. Okay. No, it wasn't guess, an AJ Brown level performance. Oh yeah. I, I, I did play AJ in fantasy and he didn't kill me. So yeah, you're, you're right. No, yeah, because I mean, he did have that two month stretch where he was he was like the best receiver. Hundred yards alive. a game, yeah. Yeah. So then he got clamped by the Chiefs. It's fine. A, a I'll bit, go swipe yeah. right here. I uh, like Joe said. I don't know that today's the day. T- very tough matchup, obviously, but he'll be he'll be fine. I mean, he's he's a professional. He's been doing it for a long time. So yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. The question is: Is today the day? Maybe if you ask this next week, the answers would be way more convincing. So next week, I should ask: Would last Sunday be the week that AJ Brown turns it around, and you definitely have a decision? I'd be more convinced. 
there's a, I just have a bad feeling there's a world today where the prediction I have for that game is way wrong and they and it doesn't look good again but it also depends on if uh how banged up the Eagles align is as well all righty and our last one for today because we gotta get up get him on is he gonna just keep getting his swagger on after a good game against the Raiders against the Packers Mr. Travis Kelsey I'm gonna close the app and then reopen it for another one. I just it, his season this year just feels like like what Mark Andrews kind of did last year, where it was like a couple, you'd have like one good game and be like, oh for sure he's back, and then it'd be three or four games or just a couple touches, a couple yards. I think I'm still waiting for that game where he just gets like four catches for 13 yards and three touchdowns. But I just I traded him in one of my leagues. I was just so tired of you know, risking that position every single week. Um, I think this is a decent matchup to do it on. Uh, but if this gets to a big lead, they're just not going to play him. I don't I don't think it'll be a big enough lead for that. I think Green Bay, will, I, unless love kind of implodes, I think Green Bay will will make some stuff happen. The, the Packers defensive line is too good, I think, to – for this game to get too, too ugly. Well, and the thing is, is just that they also like the, the Packers give up the like eighth least amount of yards to tight ends. They only give up 40 yards to tight ends a game. Right. So you figure with, I mean, with Kelsey's volume, you, um, you know, you got to like one and a half times that you're looking at like 50, 60 yards. But I mean, for any other tight end, that's a great game. But for Travis Kelsey, you know, his level of yeah. what we consider good for him is a lot different than what we consider good for like Luke Musgrave. Right, yeah. I mean, he's just been playing hurt all year, man. I mean, that's that's clear and abundant. He's been dinged. He had the knee issue. It what what was it, DJ? The day before the gate, the opener. Yeah. Uh, he then he came back. Uh, clearly, his first. I still remember that first game against the Jags. He clearly looked slow, like two steps slow, and then he kind of picked it up. And then it was the Vikings game where he had the ankle thing and who knows what it was. Uh, but yeah, man, he's just, he's just, he's just dinged. He's a guy that's aging a little bit with two lower body injuries. Uh, to actually answer this, will he get his swagger back? Um, I'll swipe right just for, and, you know, this is more like a coffee date than a let's hope to hit it off and be lovers forever kind of thing. I, I don't think that he'll have this monster game, which, he, you know, I could be wrong and I'm OK with being wrong. But I think it'll be more of like a couple big red zone targets, uh, you know, some important third down conversions. I, I, I think that would be more of the, the recipe tonight in my mind. And I'll swipe left. My my prediction is that six catches for 60 yards. And he's just not been the same PT, also known as Post Taylor. So, I, you know, this That's week. That's good. Way to this, redeem yourself, Brian. This <laughs> week, really you know, I think the cameras are ready. They're, they're, I think the NFL social media is waiting for Simone Biles' husband to tackle Travis Kelsey so they can show a split screen of both of them in the stands this week. <laughs> what a take. Like, I, 
And which is funny, I saw something the other day about that where they were asking, like, why don't they give Simone Biles' husband the same, uh, you know, the same media attention that they do Taylor to Travis Kelsey? And then someone was like, because he sucks. Because he's a backup DB. <laughs> because because he let he let a guy go for 80 yards trying to arm tackle. <laughs> That's why. Oh, Simone Biles is going to be checking in here in the comment section pretty soon. Come on. Exactly. All right. I'm always going to swipe right on Travis Kelsey. So we're not even going to. So let's head to commercial. On the backside, we will play connections. I'm sure Dan's already looked at it. I saw him creeping on the, the, the shot sheet while I was working on it. So <laughs> uh, it's a lot easier than, than, than it's been. So that's your clue for today. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973, and with over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. This family-owned business has you covered on all your needs. Protect your home or building from the elements today and get great roof repair services. Need new windows? No problem. Durham Remodeling can upgrade your windows and doors. Whether you want to upgrade the little details in your home or office, or want to tear a room down and start fresh, the expert contractors at Durham Remodeling have your back. Even the smallest changes can completely transform your space. Ready to start entertaining your friends for backyard barbecues? Durham Remodeling will help you plan, design, and build your deck and patio for the perfect outdoor space. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 today for your free estimate for all your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence, and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Card Subject to Change tonight at 6.30 p.m. Central. The FFSQC Trios Champions, Never Wrong Nick Bull, The Wizard CZ, and Chris Stripes Angles will welcome back the SCW Pro World Champion, The Devil Dog, Dustin Mosley. They'll talk about Devil Dog's championship reign, what he's doing outside of the ring, and much, much more. Plus, the boys will review for Frequency Sake's annual Toys for Tots shopping trip with SCW's resident Marine. Tune into Cards Subject to Change on Facebook and YouTube tonight at 6.30 p.m. Central. And uh, before we start Connections, I just want to touch on a couple of things because we did mention in that commercial the uh, the Toys for Tots shopping trip. Uh, so yesterday, we took the money we raised from our Toys for Tots leagues, uh, which was uh, about $2,000. Um, we took them to our local Walmart. We shopped. Uh, as Joe said, we spent less time sh spending $2,000 on toys 
than our wives spend at Target looking for toilet paper. Um, so um, no, we, it was a really it was a really fun time. Uh, we did the shopping. We dropped them off uh, directly to the drop-off site, which was a really cool experience. Uh, they were really excited uh, to see all the stuff we had. I backed my van up to the garage door, and the lady's like, you have a donation? I'm like, yeah, we've got a donation. And I thought she was going to faint when I opened up the, the back hatch. So um, it was a really good time. Again, thank you to everybody who donated. Um, in our Toys and Tots leagues, uh, everything like that. It was a really good time. Joe, you have anything to add there? It was a great time, man. I had fun. Uh, the comment that you made that I made about the Target stuff, I told Nicole about it yesterday. She was a little offended. I was like, "Listen, <laughs> it was it was funny. We're all com- we're all comedians here." Uh, but no, it was a great time. You know, it's always nice to get out and feel like you're making a difference in some way, shape, or form. And uh, you know, we did it. We did a you know. It could be viewed as a big thing or a small thing, depending. But shout out to everybody who donated, obviously. I mean, what ha- yesterday doesn't happen without that at all. So shout out to y'all. Y'all are fantastic. We love you all, every single one of you for that. Um, but yeah, man, it was a great, it was a fun time, fun experience. Nice to see everybody get out and hang out. And uh, yeah, man, that was, that was great. It was great. Can't wait for it to, can't wait for it next year when we have $4,000 to go to Walmart with and we have to take double the people and double the carts and it'll be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's play some connections. I blew it up as large as I can for you guys. 300%. You know, if you're on StreamYard, just hit the full screen on the little video here and then you can get it where you can see it pretty good. That too. And I, like I said, I did make it easier. So think about simplicity here. Nothing's ever easy with you, DJ. <laughs> Just because I think it's easy doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> All right. So I see Holland in there. So there's probably something with this week. I'm looking for. I have three. I just can't find a fourth. Is it Holland, Tyreek, Wilson, and Mostert? Yes, they all scored on Black Friday. Hey, look at Javon Holland. What a stud. Which led to like the saddest episode of Hard Knocks ever. Tommy DeVito, Aiden O'Connell, Josh Dobbs. J, uh, Mac Jones. I'm being a dick here. Uh, four of the worst nine quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> that is not it. <laughs> I think three of those might have been. I don't have it to where it showed me one away, but I think three of those might have been. You know what's hilarious? Three of those four that I said clearly have jobs. <laughs> one of them don't. Guess who the one isn't? Um, oh, um, oh no, O'Connell was drafted. When Tommy DeVito, or not Tommy DeVito yeah. Josh Jobs, Aiden O'Connell, Mac Jones, at one point they were backups this year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes, Tommy sir. DeVito, Sam Howell, Mac Jones, Brock Purdy could beat Florida State in a football game. <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones in college was pretty solid. 
and I don't know if oh no wait Sam Howell was a top five you uh, was the quarterback of a top five UNC team when they played at Florida State when Florida State was ass and they lost. Hey, so. we could de- we could definitely do like a kid from my high school caught a touchdown from Howell in college, so that's why I always like him. Really? Mm-hmm. Kid from my high school college, uh, Jefferson college. Boaz. Okay, I don't know who that is. A, a kid, a kid, a kid from my high school caught a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes in college. Did? Huh. Did he ever see the field at Arizona State or no? I don't think so. I mean, obviously did at TCU, but. Oh man! Um, maybe, go ahead, Brian. Maybe Allen hurts Mahomes and Lamar Jackson touchdown leaders of some sort. Yeah, that is, gonna, they are not connected. I was just about to. I was gonna say some sort of combination of those guys. All right, uh, the three of the four, but instead of Lamar, will you do Golf? Or no? no? No, 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 no. Okay, Mahomes, Allen, hurt, or no? Take off Mahomes and then do those two and then Wilson and Goff. Russell Wilson and Goff. Damn it. Okay. Then instead of Goff, do Mahomes. This is it. I feel like I this feel is like- correct, but three of the four are, are, are linked. Okay. It's going to be touchdowns and Wilson is in it. Josh Allen will be in it and Jalen Hurts will be in it. So then is it – or it's if not touchdowns, it's yards, and it's Sam Howell. But though Wilson's yards aren't that high. I will tell you these are not connected. Purdy? No, I think I think Mahomes is in it. Mahomes hurts. Maybe Allen's the one that's not in it, and I'm just a moron. Well, I was thinking something with, like, Super Bowl matchup, but I don't think – no, none of these other guys. Well, two. Could it be Goff, Wilson, Mahomes, and Hurts like they played in the Super Bowl? Ah, there we go. boy. Um, okay. I got I got a figure DeVito and Dobbs are in the same like crappy quarterback category or something. <laughs> DeVito, hey, don't hate on the DeVito, Dobbs, on. Mac Jones, and Howell, MVP candidates this season. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mac, Mac, <coughs> Mac Jones is in a category all himself. We'd have to throw, like, uh, who else? We have? We're going to throw Mac Jones. Um, let me think. Bijan Robinson. Aiden we could just – we could just do four four backup quarterbacks. We could just do four backup quarterbacks in New England. It's just all people who got put in when they benched Mac Jones. So if we could connections, though, <laughs> we would do we would do Mac Jones, Aiden Hutchinson, Trent McDuffie, and uh, and Bijan Robinson, and people whose alma maters are going to be in the college football playoff. Notice how I didn't say Dalvin Cook in there. No, oh, well, you don't know ball. <laughs> Joe's gonna be so. It's yeah, something to do with Devito Dobbs, <laughs> Devito Dobbs, and what? O'Connell and Mac Jones, somehow or another, related. I will say, I will tell you that two of those are connected, and the other two are connected. <laughs> <laughs> All 
God, I don't even know. I'll get you started on one to tell you which two are connected. How about that? Yeah, go ahead. DeVito and Aiden. Where did Aiden O'Connell O'Connell played at Michigan, right? Yeah. Where did DeVito play? Illinois. Rutgers and then Illinois. No, 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 no. Uh, Syracuse and then Illinois. Yeah. But that's not the connection. It's it, it it's it's closer connected to this to the, the to the first connection. After those two, is it Purdy and like Lamar? I don't know. It is. Hey, quarterbacks and stages on Christmas Day. Good God, what an ugly slate. <laughs> so the the oh, well. the Chiefs and the Raiders play Eagles the, Giants. Eagles, Giants, and uh, Ravens, Eagles, Niners, right? Ravens, Niners, yep. And so then this, this one's going to be, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's the most. Hopefully, the Ravens, Niners is the night game. It is. What do y'all think the look ahead? Look, hey, look ahead. What do y'all think the line's going to be for that Eagles and Giants game? Though, granted, the Giants have won two of their last. Have they won back to back or two of their last three? They won back to back. So that. But, the games in Philly won the. Yeah, two weeks ago when they got, you know, bludgeoned by Dallas, I thought that that game had the chance to be like 24 and a half because they play them twice in the last three weeks. Like, we'd be looking I thought the at line the Michigan lines. Uh, I, I think it'll be more around like I could be wrong, but I think the highest spread this year is like. Well, yeah, I think the biggest one this year is 16 and a half or 17 for, for any game. So it'll be right in that same range. Yeah, I there was I think one of these Cowboys games had an insane spread like that. So was this connections game easy or harder, or should I just go f myself? The connections game is fun. Um, I just we're always, too close I, to I still think we should do like an immaculate grid one one time, or like Weddle. Weddle's fun. DJ, we're we're too close to Christmas for you to f yourself. So it was a little easier. <laughs> <to say. laughs> All right, we're gonna head to commercial when we get back. You know what? Let's do let's 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 do this first. Oh, here we go. Joe, start us off. Just holler a player out. Holler a player out. Uh, Jalen Waddle. I figured I'd. Holler, holler out a player that went to a college that's not going to play in the playoff this year. Oh, so we're going to go Dalvin Cook? Yeah, yep. So this player does not play in the AFC East. He's not a wide receiver. And he, I'm going to assume, I mean, traditionally you would think quarterback. So it's an NFC player who wears under number 17. Oh. So it's a quarterback. Go Justin Fields. It's above number one. It's close to number 17. So, like, maybe like Jared Goff. Yes, right. Quarterback in the NFC North. It's got to be Dobbs, right? Yeah, it's Dobbs. Dobbs. Yeah, because Love's 17, right? Uh, No, Love is 10. 10, But it's definitely Josh Dobbs. Do we want to play the hard one real quick? That's neat. I never saw that before. Let's do All that right. one. Screw Let's it. A hard one. All right. Brian, throw out a player. Divine A-Chain. 
All right, it's a player in the AFC who wears above number 28, and he's not on offense. <laughs> I think it actually this means that they play in the AFC East. So They just play no, – if it's yellow, it means they play in either the AFC or the NFC East. Gotcha. Either okay. you got the conference or the division, right? So I'm oh, going to okay. throw out a defensive player who wears above number – 28. Wait, where does it say it's not an offense? It just says it's not a running back. It's not It's not yellow. It'd be yellow if they were an offensive player. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So it's a defensive player who's who's about – who's 20 – So it's either AFC South, AFC North. That's a that's 28 or 27. Yeah, and his number is just above so 28. DB. Minka Fitzpatrick. I think he might be too old, right? All right, well, it's a Pittsburgh DB. Brian. So he's got to be 28. Mm-hmm. Not a safety. 28, number 30, maybe? Yeah, who is 30, though? Jalen Warren. Warren's 30 for the Steelers, so it's not. Yeah, oh, but it's number 29. I know, that's what I'm saying, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what 30 is. Uh, What number is Minka? It's not Joey Porter. It's it's Whoever's number 29 is the answer. Wow. Or I don't know the team. Just, just, oh, no, his number's 24, actually. Um, Who the hell? Who's Patrick their Peterson? Or is he start, too old? Start throwing out corners. I don't even know who their corners are. Same here. That tells you a lot about their defense. Patrick Peterson, maybe? Maybe, yeah. He's no, too old, probably. His number's like seven. Or 20, I guess. Okay. It's got to be someone that's like played like three snaps. Like, yeah. Like, we're going to look at his stats. It's going to say like one tackle on six snaps. <laughs> like, uh, like their second string dime cornerback. Demonte KZ. D A M O N T A E. Are we all just looking at the roster right now? I am. I'm just, I would have never got this. K A Z E E. Nope. Oh. It's Levi Wallace. <laughs> he was going to be my next next guest. My bad. All right. Let's head to commercial. I was going to go haha Clinton Dix, but. That was, <laughs> that was fun. I think I think that would be more fun than Immaculate Grid because Immaculate Grid, you just guess once and you're, you're done, though. Let's see who gets the lowest score. That's true. Located in the Belgium neighborhood of 7th Street in Moline, Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill is home to some of the Quad City's best food and drink specials. On Sundays, there's no better place to be. Clint's is serving up $1 wings and $2.50 drafts and domestics all day. And your favorite team playing in those out-of-market games? You'll never miss a second of the action on one of their 10 screens with NFL Sunday Ticket. And after you've had your wing and beer fix, finish off your football watching experience with one of their famous Quad City style pizzas. And folks, they know pizza. They've been spinning QC style pies for the last 24 years. So make Clint's part of your Sunday football routine. Clint's Draft House Pizza and Grill, 7th Street in Moline. Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Lopez Pizza. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and Downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Lopez is family-owned and family-friendly. 
into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows? You may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Lopi's Pizza, a proud sponsor of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. For Frequency Sake has you covered on all things sports. From the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway, we've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Card Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter pit row with Rod Gomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Gurl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 1130 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. You gotta update that commercial. Dan's not even on there, and he shows up more often than Joe does. The amount of money I give y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, Kirk Herb Street. Shout out to that genius. Undefeated means nothing. Suck my ass, bro. Joe's- All right, man. Joe, Joe's just going to be. All right, Brian, it's your turn to talk. Brian, who are we stacking this week? Hey, man. Well, um, I've got three, and it seems like it's very similar to uh, sim- to like maybe last week. But um, my my expensive stack has got has got to be Tua, and I'll go with Tyreek. So that's my expensive stack. Hey, real quick, Brian, before you go to the next day, because I can't stop laughing, Dan. If, if it just so happens, I think they're probably going to make it. But if it just so happens that Florida State doesn't make it, when you do the TikTok and clip of Joe, you've got to do the thing from The Simpsons. You can do, you can find the direct spot where his heart breaks, and then it's Joe. That'd be like if the NFL, you know, the Chiefs went 14-3, and three and they're <laughs> like, nah, their offense isn't pretty, so we're not putting them in the playoffs. Hey, my favorite college football team won all their games and didn't get into the playoff one year, so it's fine. UCF? Yeah. Hey, man. All right, Brian. Let, <laughs> other than two and ten week, where are we at? I wish I had a better response for the group of five than that, but the, the playoff wasn't made for them, unfortunately. The fact that we even got that Cincinnati team in was legendary. So, but it is what it is. the The world of the world and realm of how football is perceived is could very well change in the next twenty minutes. Because if FSU and Texas are not both in the playoff, and Alabama or I guess Georgia, which that would be hilarious, uh, um, if either of those teams got in, then I mean. Why do we play the games? Why do we play football? Why is it played on a field? Let's just have Vegas predict the games. Oh, wait, they'd be bad at it? Because, you know, they thought Oregon was a 10-point favorite yesterday. They thought 
FSU was only a one point favorite and they won by 10. They thought uh, uh, Bama was a six point dog. They won, but they won. This is your fault, DJ. You brought it it up. You You cut him off. I'll see myself out. This is what it is. (laughs) Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh, you're okay. Uh, My my mid tier. My mid tier stack would be would be Stroud and Nico, and my lower tier is going to be Purdy and Ayuk. So those are my three stacks for today. What are you what 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 are you ideally um, doing at quarterback this week? I went I went Purdy as my quarterback. Um, you you could certainly pay up. There's a lot of pretty decent options, but Purdy's got a nice matchup. I think the Eagles are ranked thirtieth, or I mean, really bad against the pass. They shut down the run. It's terrible. So, <laughs> so Purdy at sixty one hundred is my quarterback. So now I have one for you because I know uh, Jordan had mentioned on his article um, that he had posted out um, a little bit ago that Brevin Jordan was a good pick. I'm kind of high on Fryermuth just because, like, when I was looking at some stats, it, this was the um, the first week this season that any wide receiver had more than six targets in their first week without Matt Canada. Do you think that's going to continue this week? I mean, because it seems like Pickett and Fryermuth looked really good together last week when they actually let them go. Well, I don't don't know if anybody remembers the show last week, but Jordan made fun of me when I told him that there's no way in heck that Fryermuth should go for $2,900, but that's okay. But now the the difference is Fryermuth is is priced at 40. It's either 41 or 43. So I think he'll get the volume. But the price isn't pretty for for Fryermuth play. And I had one question on a defense that I was curious on. So coming off the bye, the Falcons forced four turnovers against Derek Carr and the Saints, held them to 15 points, going up against a Jets team that I think it's still Tim Boyle, right, starting this week? Yeah. They're at 3,400. Do you trust them? Like Is that something worth looking at? Yeah, you can trust – on both sides of that game, both the Falcons and Jets defense, you can play both. So I'm perfectly fine with the Falcons. I have two questions for you guys real quick. One, do you think our video or recording, do you think we'd get shut down if we just air ESPN's college football selection, yes. like in a screenshot? <laughs> but the second, the follow-up question is, do we care? If y'all want to continue, yeah. <laughs> no, but it'll be on during our 11 o'clock segment. So you, you just got to show your reaction without showing it on screen. All right. And then, uh, Brian, where where are you going at tight end? Oh, you just said that. Never mind. Shut up, Deej. Uh, I, like, I want to comment. I, I think the Purdy one yeah. should should is probably the right – is probably a good one today because you probably get good value on it too, I, th- I would think. Granted, again, DFS is not in my I, – that's a way out kicking my coverage. But uh, I'm just gauging off of knowledge and matchup. The only thing, again, I have a, I would have worry about in that situation would be can San Francisco block uh, in order for them to, to, to be good. But they'll probably be able to scheme stuff up. You got to think Kyle Shanahan is going to take the fact that he allowed like a backup tight end to block Hassan Reddick getting his quarterback killed last year. He's going to like take pride in that today. Wouldn't you think <laughs> so? We'll see. But that's, I think that's, that's definitely a sharp uh, stack there. I, I I think on the tight end, on the tight end question. Um, I didn't really give a lot of my thought, but I, I agree with Jordan on, on Brevin Jordan. I mean, that makes, that makes sense to me, but I also like, um, 
like um the what um I don't know having a mental block here. Um Trey uh, McBride from from Arizona. Um you're paying up a little bit, but I like McBride. He's he's probably my favorite person on favorite player on the slate. So so and running backs for running back, I'm seeing a lot of projected points for A chain this week. Um, with him coming back and then potentially, you know, having another giant blowout game. But considering he's coming off a knee injury and Washington is known for having like one of the worst fields in the NFL, it like is it worth taking a risk on him or Mostert or even if you had to stacking them? Or is it just is it just more of like a, a wait and see kind of week for A chain? Joe may disagree with me and I hope he doesn't, but um I, my honest opinion is I'd stay away from the Dolphins' backfield. The way, I, I don't know what the split's going to look like, to be honest. I'm assuming if A-Chain's healthy enough, he'll he'll get 12 to 13 touches, but I'd prefer to stay away from the whole thing. Do you think, got a, besides Moss, do you got a good running back, like a mid-level? Or do you buy up for like a McCaffrey or a Kieran Williams this week? Oh, oh no. I mean, to be honest, I went, I went cheap at, at running back and – one of them's definitely a homer pick, but but he's playing against one of the absolute worst rush defenses. I went with Najee, and then my other one that I that you almost have to play is Zach Moss at forty eight hundred because the prices were already set when Taylor was named out for the week. So yeah, his price actually dropped. It's forty six now. Oh goodness. Uh, did you mention Tyreek and Tua as your top stack? Yeah, I was my- gonna say I. I uh, the 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 commanders play a lot of. I know they fired their DC. What was it, Danny? Like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. And then threw Ryan Rivera under the bus. Uh, yeah. Um, shout out to Jack Del Rio. Uh, they play a lot of man. There's a world that exists where they just get, you know, they just get out outgunned out there. Um, you know, Justin Fields tore the Commanders up this this year. So there's a world that exists where the uh, the Dolphins' offense has a day to day. I don't think you're wrong about the Dolphins' backfield though either. I think I I think a chain is going to get just more spot carries. They're going to want to keep him healthy because they're going to need his explosiveness late in the year. They need to get him fully fully ready. Uh, he shouldn't have been his first game back. Shouldn't have been the Jets game on that. Ass turf in MetLife. It's why Phillips got hurt. It's why Javon Holland probably won't play today. Um, though I think he's going to be okay long term. Um, but yeah, I uh, the Dolphins' backfield. It sucks for people that are Moster. I, I have Moster in one of my leagues as one of my top two running backs, and I'm not deep at running back. So you know the the possibility that Moster, who's been what DJ like top five eight guy all season. Um, not and he, to or not to. Uh, oh, he's still the number one. No, no, no. I, I... Okay. Um, but like, even when the couple weeks that A chain was going off, Mozart still had some huge output. Uh, as we get to the end of the season here, there was a world that exists where that kind of comes down because the Dolphins' offense has sputtered a little bit. But yeah, and the worst thing is for um two owners like myself, I've I've actually got the triple stack of Tua. Waddle and Tyreek in one in my most important league. But week sixteen and seventeen are pretty tough matchups. I know they play the Ravens in seventeen, so 
They play, yeah, they end the year Dallas, Baltimore, um, Buffalo. But their next few games should be, well, they play the they play the commies today. Then they got the Titans, I think, next week, and then the Jets again. So I'm not sure yeah. about the Jets. Who knows about that Jets game? But what do you what are your thoughts on Javante Williams? I know like last week he had um, you know the the kind of model was going straight towards him um, for a lot of the game, and Houston not having the best run defense not obviously not the worst but not the best they're like 17th right now in defense rushing defense but um a game that's probably going to stay close because the texans have not seemed to blow out any of these teams um i've seen a lot where he's looking at close to 20 touches a game is that um he's at 57 is that something worth looking at yeah i have javante the matchup's pretty good like you said i paid down just a little bit i don't most people probably don't love the Najee harris take but Najee's actually looked pretty good to me so would you go Warren over Najee what's that would Warren be something over Najee something to look at I would rather have Najee over Warren that 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 was one of the few things got right last week is more carries and also more yards than than him for Najee so but yeah Javante's fine if you got the extra money Brian I know you kind of sit down early in the week or, or Late, you know, once the prices come out to kind of look at things, do you ever kind of look at what the 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 weather may be and and anything and use that when making your judgment calls? I do, but it but it's uh, you know that's kind of hit or miss. I mean, the biggest thing um, seems like in snow snow weather games is going to affect more than more than like a rain, unless it's just a torrential downpour. So it's not that I don't use it, but. It's not my number one factor by any means. For sure. So I'm just curious. I just um this is the lineup that I've locked in earlier this week and why I was asking a lot of questions. I just want to see where you would rate this one. I got the Purdy IU connection. I got Moss Javante as my RBs. I got Nico, Adam Thielen, Fryermuth, Josh Downs, and the Falcons D. How are we feeling on that one? That's actually a really good lineup. Um I'm not. I'm not the most fun. Who are you wide receivers again? Ayuk, Nico, and Adam Thielen. I'm not the most uh, biggest complimenter of of Adam Thielen. I, I think I could find somebody different. I don't have the board right in front of me, but um, maybe there's somebody I, uh, else you could go to there. But well, I got a theory. I'm running with him that I've seen in the Buccaneers the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to get to that when we get to the gambling segment. But I, I'm actually really high on him this week. I think he's secretly going to be a top five wide receiver this week. Secretly. Well, then I, I would go with your lineup because every other piece I, I really love in that one. So, so there. Here's my question. There's a couple things I see around Thielen here that I find intriguing. Um, there, there, there's Ridley. Um, he's coming off back-to-back decent weeks too. Um, they are, they're getting hot, and they and play. I mean, Chris Godwin, both who are sitting a little cheaper than Thielen, or that, that are kind of interesting spots. I mean, if you've got a, if you've got a hunch, definitely play your hunch. Um, those are just two names that kind of pop out at me around that price point. Who the hell do the Jags play today? They're big favorites. They play the Bengals tomorrow. Oh, they, yeah, they play the Bengals tomorrow. Oh. Oh, they yeah, and they've been. They're not even rough. on the so tell me to f off. He could go off again today, or he could go off again. I see. I'm looking at like what I have left, and Thielen's the highest option. I mean, other than that, it's 
I have Debo, who I just don't trust this year. Hopkins, which it's been iffy. Garrett Wilson. I don't trust Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper until I see what a middle-aged Joe Flacco can do. Um, I'm still convinced one hit from Aaron Donald, he's just going to turn to dust. He is playing today, right? Yeah, he's starting. Oh, good. Lord. What about God? What, what's your what's your Godwin's questionable, and I everything I've seen has been it's going to be a Mike Evans game. Actually, I'm about to check something real quick. What about Rashad White in that spot? From a so you move downs into your wide receiver spot, and then Rashad White. I just don't trust any. I just don't trust Rashad White. Every time I've I've I believe in him. He goes for 10 yards. Every time I don't trust him and I fade him, he goes for a hundred. Yeah, but that's like the Kamara game. It's going to be 10 yards on nine catches. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, you or like DJ said, you've always got to go with your gut, but I would agree with DJ on, on his mood. But that's just my two cents. So I'm looking at um, if the Brian site I'm using says Mike Evans leads – in target rate, fantasy points per route, but Godwin has the better matchup. So between the two, but I think no, I just think they're they've been get, last week was the first time Phelan did not have at least four catches. So I I think they're obviously not gonna he's obviously not gonna complain about it like um you know like Devontae would or any other wide receiver one would, but um I think this because of being a divisional game, I think they're gonna if they want to keep this one close, they're gonna have to keep that ball in Thielen's hand. Um and also every team that has fired a head coach so far this year or an offensive coordinator has went off the very next week. So I sneakily think the Panthers might keep this one close. And if they and when we saw when they keep games close, it's three yard out routes to Thielen and letting them run. And well yeah. They There's a little bit more research into it, but I'll go over that one on uh, our gambling segment. Dan, they basically on the money players, there. They basically have two players to funnel, Thielen and, Ch- and Chuba, and that's it. So. There, there's been an insane uh, new coach bump this year. Uh, and but also, so can, the, are the Panthers just too bad though? Here's here's my thing. Ever since their bye week. Because I remember when the Bills looked ass to start the year, and then they just all of a sudden, like, they played amazing against the Buccaneers, and that's when everyone first started going, they're back, they're back. They The only team that has not had a at least 60-yard receiver against the Buccaneers was the Falcons. And that was a game where their running game was so good, they could not stop running the ball. Every other team has had at least one 60-yard or more receiver and every single team except the Falcons has had a wide receiver one get at least 65 or more yards. They've given up five 100-yard games to wide receiver ones since their bye week. Wow. They gave up 140 yards to Dalton Schultz. Like that, the Something's going on with this Tampa Bay defense that everyone has started to figure out, and until it gets fixed, everything is showing that it's get the ball to your wide receiver one and let them arm tackle and miss. And so I think with the way that he's been using Mingo and um, Tommy Trimble lately, that they're going to, I think the coverage is going to be a little more lax on Thielen. Who got the interim job? I don't even know. 
Not that so one, one more thought for me here on uh, Thielen before we head to commercial. Uh, Thielen could also have a really cool game because he's his quarterback, Bryce Young, is going to be really juiced up with his alma mater getting into the college football playoff. Take your energy level to new heights this football season with Lifted Energy. Try any of Lifted's nine specialty energy drinks or create your own and conquer fatigue. Visit Lifted this fall at 2430 16th Street Moline or check their Facebook page at Lifted Energy to see what festival, market, or fair they are popping up at today. Lifted Energy, get lifted. Hate mowing? Need your lawn or business landscaped? Having trouble with an unruly yard that your neighbors hate? Yard Barbers LLC is your hookup. Mowing, weeding, edging, trimming, aerating, fertilizing, haul away, they can do it all. And they aren't just good for your summertime yard blues. They work all year long, and you can get signed up for their winter services for that annoying snow and ice removal. Find Yard Barbers on Facebook at Yard Barbers LLC, send them an email at yardbarbersqc at gmail.com, or shoot them a text at 309-235-1595. I really do think Florida State ends up in there, but it's just more fun. Joe, it's, it's yeah. Chris I just Tabor. Know that I'm a, I just know that I'm about to throw up. It's hey, Chris- Nick... Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. We got Chris Tabor, and Ben Johnson is currently the best odds to get head coach. Uh, I wouldn't bet that. Folks do remember that he denied taking the job last year, right? Well, it's either that or the other option they're requesting interviews for at the end of the season is Slowick and Houston, and I doubt Slowick's going to go from the number two pick that's MVP level to the number one pick that needs a year or two. If 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 it's not uh, if if Ben it needed Johnson to be Steve Wilkes, but if Ben Johnson isn't the guy in Chicago uh, in uh, Chicago, I hope Slowick is. Marwell, uh, baby. That too. I would not be. I would not be upset at that at all. I'd be actually really excited for that. Uh, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, Wilkes. I mean, yeah, new ownership, man. New owner, the new owner I, syndrome. There is a world that exists. Pepper needs to sell the team. I, there's an al- I hate him. There's an alternate reality that exists where they kind of just run it back from last year to a small degree and upgrade the Darnold spot to like a mid tier guy, and they're like feasibly decent this year. They'll they'll they'd still be average, but they wouldn't be a disaster. At least Frank the- Reich's never going to get another coaching job. Poor God, guy. no! He's being employed by the Eagles for the years over. He's probably he's he's probably just best as a oh lost Danny. Oh no, never mind. My fault. I was okay. trying to get the black screen off. All right, Joe, uh, you better start talking about the Sinister Six before the college football playoff starts. I, I got starts. it on my phone here. Nick Wright, by the way, his final four has Bama out. So Nick Wright knows ball. If you've been watching my Twitter the last twelve hours, basically it's been a lot of shit talking. And because me, I know you're not a tweet deleter, I don't have to go screenshot. So and me, oh no, no, I, I listen. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, man. Uh, I, it's been a lot of you know ball. Uh, if you have FSU and Texas in, a lot of you don't know ball. If you don't, um, so we only have two plays on the Sinister Six, three and one so far. We did really good uh, yesterday. Danny hit me up and said bad beat. Uh, for the bet for the or uh, bad time to bet it because you know it closed at sixty four and a half, right? Yeah, I know. Kill me. It's fine. That's that is it is what it is on that one. 
um, on the Oregon uh, Washington under, or I had the over 65 and a half. It is what it is. Win some, you lose some. Um, then yesterday we had Troy minus five and a half. Uh, kind of never a doubt. Michigan, Iowa under in the first half. Absolutely never a doubt. And the other one was, oh, Bama, Georgia. Slight doubt for like a quarter. And then Bama turned it on and Georgia got absolutely massacred at the line of scrimmage. So that was, uh, that was after that, it felt like never a doubt. There was a small world me, Danny, that thought Bama's offense was was just going to get destroyed on that last drive, and then Georgia would come down and score, and then they'd get like a pitchy woo-woo six, and we'd not cover. But then I realized quickly, like, oh, yeah, Georgia hasn't been able to st- – Bama's blocked them for about two and a half hours, so Bama's going to run the clock out. Um, our two plays today, one we really like, one we're admitting that we might be on the wrong side of it. Correct me, Danny, I think it's at two. But we had Falcons minus one and a half. I think if you can get it right now at two. T- to all of my knowledge, and Danny, you can you can correct me if I'm wrong. Tim Boyle is still the starting quarterback. Yeah, it's at two right now. Jets and Tim Boyle, Jets quarterback. I think no matter they should they could play like the Panthers, and that game should be a pick'em. Right, like I think like the the Redacteds would be like a f- a favorite at home against the Jets with Tim Boyle. Um, and then the other one is the Eagles plus two and a half. I think right now it's at three. I adm- I will admit there's a world that exists where that's a very square bet. It was a principal play. So if you fade that one, you'll. I think there's a chance. I th- I already understand that it might be a loser, but I had to do it. I had to be. I, I wasn't gonna not. I wasn't gonna not play the ten and one team at home that's catching points. Uh, so. But I understand. But uh, but I my counterpoint to that in my own head is like the Eagles need to win this game because if not, then next week is for the division lead and maybe the one seed against Dallas. So, uh, so yeah, those are our two plays today: Falcons and Eagles spread. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you think, Danny? I'm sure you got way more plays than me for the for the day today. Yeah, I no, I like, I think the Eagles one is because I'm. I'm the you way like Eagles played last week. I'm just so like I'm just I'm all in on the Eagles. I like I just think it's like if this game had to come down to an offensive shootout, I would trust Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and Devontae over Debo Ayuk and th- two yards green routes to McCaffrey. Not to say that like I. I honestly thought last year that the Niners were going to win that game. The way Purdy's momentum was going, it they just didn't have they just happened to not have a fifth string quarterback available for them. They were literally um, they were basically doing what FSU did last night. You running. know they were they had to they, run the Wildcat. <laughs> they were they were calling jails to see if someone had done the longest yard and they could sign him real quick. Like, um, so you think although McCaffrey is- throwing for like a hundred yards was something I really wanted to see as a Panthers fan. That would have been funny. <laughs> but, so, you, so you think the Eagles is a better play than the Falcons? My thought process on Atlanta is like anything against Tim Boyle should at least be three, three and a half. It should, but Arthur Smith has hurt me too many times this year. And I just I just don't trust any. I would rather trust a Tim Boyle and Robert Sala connection versus Arthur Smith and whatever he's doing down there. Like, like at least with the Jets, you everyone has the confidence to know where they're at in the team. We don't know if we're going to see Desmond Ritter. We don't know if we're going to see... Um, 
Heineke. Okay. Who, who's their backup? What, what's his name? Heineke. Um, Taylor Heineke. Yeah, Heineke. We don't know if Algier is going to get touches. We don't know if they put uh, Cordero Patterson back in running back last week. Like it's like I feel like Smith is just saying well, like game. I'm probably going to get fired, so let me just have fun with it and pretend like I'm playing Madden, but hey, with though, real he, people. He spammed Bijan when it counted last week. He leaned on Cordero to end the game though. Uh, and, I get what you're saying, though. I just think if you're not going to bet the Falcons in that game, just stay away. <laughs> just yeah, stay away. I, do not, my, my do not personal, burn your money on Tim Boyle, guys. My my personal um, philosophy is if a spread is at anywhere less than a field goal, just take the money line either side. Mm. Um, because there's always that one, that, that last-minute kick or that last-minute, you know, like we, we almost saw it in the, the Lions-Bears game where if you took – the Bears to cover the spread. Aiden Hutchinson fumbled that ball. If he had picked it up and they didn't kick it into the end zone, you would have uh, you would have lost the the cover if you were um, betting the Bears there. So I I always anything close to a three, I always just take the money line either way because it's usually close enough. So Dan, I don't know if he's watching right now, but Aaron just uh, basically tailed you. Uh, Adam Thielen over five and a half receptions and over 60 and a half receiving yards. And that's uh, why Aaron is my favorite person in the group chat. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Shout out to Aaron. Um, but no, so my plays today, um, one of them I'm kind of bummed about cause I didn't want to bet, uh, my, my tracking app won't let me bet it twice. So it always takes the first one. Um, but I do love this bet either way. I took Detroit minus four and a half. Um, I caught that on Monday because I figured this spread was going to kick higher up. Um, I was wrong. The more money, the more money went into it, um, and the more the week went on, it lowered down to a two. And I think that's more of because of Alave. I think it's just because Alave was cleared, it dropped down. Um, I would still take it at minus two and a half. I would still take it at minus four and a half. Uh, Detroit got embarrassed. And the one year that it just felt like this is our year to do something. This is our year. Let's beat a rival on Thanksgiving. And they got punked by Aaron Rodgers backup. And they, this is some kind of a revenge game. I haven't seen them lose. When we saw it after they got blown out by Baltimore, they played great the next two weeks. New Orleans is on. Go ahead. I was going to say to go with what you're thinking here. The Lions were due for they they should have lost that game to sh- to the Redacteds. Uh, they played bad, and then they played bad against Green. Like they were due for for a loss because they kind of weren't playing well. I think today is definitely a get right spot. The Saints, yeah, be they were. When you look at their like, you know, they they got the after the Ravens game they had uh the or they had the raiders they won only one by 12 in a game they should have probably won by 20 they had the chargers they yeah. almost lost two but they, they scored on every trip they, and that raiders luck, game they had the ball inside the red zone the entire second half their luck cup overflowed so i um you know i just i think this is anything like you've seen from dan campbell is just when we got our ass kicked we have to go out and kick ass and the Saints are on that regression spot where it's like they're trying to recover from just an ugly game. And I think they're going to be playing a lot more conservative versus a team that at this point is just like, like we have a lot to lose, but currently we don't have anything to lose. And they're going to be a little bit, they're going to be aggressive. So I, I like that one. Um, we have Colts money line. I love I don't know why this is a pick I get it's a backup quarterback and a Tennessee offense, but 
I I think this should be at least a three to four point spread, not one. So give me the Colts there. Minshew's been kind of shaky, but his offensive weapons around him. Without if this if Taylor was in, this would probably be about a four spread. But I I just really love Indy in this spot. Here's a question: If Indy does win, so it's opened the it didn't it open this week at like four four and a half. Um, let me look. I thought that, and it's a pick em? That's wild. Jonathan Taylor. It opened at two and a half. It opened okay. at Colts plus two and a half, and now it's Colts minus one. Okay. Yeah. That is Jonathan, the best odds you can get on it. Colts should be favored. The Titans. They should have been favored off the drop. I don't understand why Tennessee got favored in that one. I think if the Colts do win today and win comfortably, hopefully they don't win by a lot because maybe to end the season, Danny, we can start maybe adjusting to the Colts in the market or before the market does. And maybe the market just never will. May I think there's, yeah, we still, we like look at the standings and look at it. And it's like, why are this, who's this blue horseshoe team that has six wins and they this have, Colts. they have the potential to, if they win today, they're in the hunt for a wild card spot. So this is, they're, 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 they're right they're on the edge. Mm-hmm. And, and they're with a division matchup. It means even more. Um, especially when it comes down to um, where the tiebreakers land with the Texans and the Jaguars. So this is this is a must-win here. I think I, the way Minshew's played has just been so terrible that it makes these spreads go down. So that's that's just um, – a friend of mine put me on to that one, so I had to put it in. Um, and now we're getting into my favorite spot, player props. Oh, yeah. Here he goes. Uh, so I hate this one. I absolutely hate it. But the numbers don't lie to me on this one. Brian Robinson over 40 and a half rushing yards. He has taken over as the sole RB1, taken out of the split back system, especially two weeks ago when we were talking about this third string running back might start getting more touches and take over. Brian Robinson has been hot. He has been running well. And I think as good as my as solid as Miami's defense has been, without Jalen Phillips, that leaves a big hole in your rushing game around the outside. What does Brian Robinson like to do? Get to the outside and run. I think that this is a game, again, a team that has a lot to lose going up against a team that has nothing to lose. And while Miami will probably destroy them because they always destroy bad teams, Brian Robinson is going to get his touches and he's going to get his yards. He's projected at about 50. I think he could almost go for 60, but (laughs) we, but I love Brian Robinson here. Um, I have, so I did this also in a parlay, but I, I, I'm bringing out the straight bets. I took Adam Thielen over 58 and a half receiving yards. I caught it earlier this morning. I swear we talked about it and the line jumped because when the show started, it was still at 58. Um, I took Mike Evans at over 59 and a half receiving yards for the same reason that Mike Evans has punked the Panthers every week. He's played them in the last two years. And he's played three of the four matchups. He's had 70 or more yards. He, they, their cornerback, they brought, they got most of their secondary back this week, but they're not a hundred percent. Mike Evans is going to terrorize this team. Like he always does. And I think the fact that Chris Godwin is the better man coverage person, they're going to be trying to focus on Chris Godwin. Baker Mayfield, every time he's had a terrible week, he has just thrown the ball as many times as he can to, to, um, to, uh, Mr. Uh, Evans brain fart there. Also they cut Baker Mayfield. This is going to be a revenge game for him. We know Baker Mayfield when he wants to be petty, he always plays good. 
that's why this is going to be a very fun game to watch because it's a for your former quarterback going up against the a quarterback going against a team that cut him versus a team that has a new coach, new offensive coordinator. This could potentially be one of the most entertaining games between two gross teams I've ever watched. I wanted to take Panthers plus three, and then I remembered that, and now I don't know who to pick in this game. I'm, I'm that's why I'm just going to enjoy watching my hometown team going up against some division rivalry in a game that we're going to, that in my head, I'm like, it's going to be a great game and it's going to be horrible. But those two guys are getting their yards. We also have, um, I've been high on this guy since week one. I'm going to talk my shit about him because I have been saying he was going to be the best receiver in San Francisco this whole year. And no one believed me. Brandon Ayuk, I got his line at over 59 and a half receiving yards. It's kicked up to about 64. I would still take that. Brock Purdy's favorite target is Brandon Ayuk, even last year. Debo Samuel has slowly turned into a gadget player. His job is to take three-yard screens and outrun you because you cannot catch him because he is a because he is huge and he is fast, and it is impossible to take him down. But Brandon Ayuk is his go-to target down the field. I like him this week. That's why I really love that Purdy Ayuk uh, stack you had, Brian, because we, and we've seen it too in crunch time. That ball is either in McCaffrey's hands or Ayuk's hand, and I think the Eagles would more likely let Ayuk burn them than they would McCaffrey. Um, and then we have our parlay of the day. Um, we and once again, guys, these are all posted on our Twitter. We posted them about five minutes before the show started. Our parlay of the day this month has is two and zero. Oh. We've hit two double double parlays. We have the we have uh, all money line Chargers, Lions, Colts, and Texans. That is what we're rocking today. The Chargers cannot cover a spread to save their life, but in no way, shape, or form is this Chargers team going to lose to Bill Belichick. I I will go out and buy a a Mac Jones jersey and walk through New York City with it if if new england wins this game uh like we said the lions are going to get back spot um colts love it brandon staley is mid but belichick with no quarterback is worse um and houston i just think that i think the denver's luck is slowly running out they're they're in their win streak they've ranked in the top five in luck rating so and houston's been way too dominant Houston's going to force if Houston gets the ball first this is a definite if Houston gets the ball first I would live bet the spread immediately because if they score first they're going to force Denver to play at their pace and play fast pace and Sean Payton and Russell Wilson do not like playing fast you mentioned uh the luck rating thing that is absolutely true I do think what Denver has done has been very impressive uh I think he has been yep Wait, uh, I don't. I don't think I even have a hot take. In. I'm very nervous. I'm about to throw up. Uh, Just breathe. It's okay. I'm trying, man. I'm trying, <laughs> dude. I cried last night. You have no idea. Florida State's my favorite sports team, and they have been since I was like five. It's the first thing I remember as a sports fan. So, like, if they your get magic had me, your magic had to let you down just to even it out, water yeah. level. Oh, you last forty night. point blowout. Yeah. They got beat Jesus. that bad. Jesus Christ, dude! Mikhail Bridges outscored them by himself in the first. Let's go! Oh, good lord, they were yeah, twenty nine in the first quarter. Did the Magic Sydney one? It was the second half of back. No, he, they just fouled everyone out. Jalen uh, subs at five fouls at halftime. 
Oh my god. Yeah, they were due for a stinker. They well, they won yeah. nine straight. They've been hooping. Um I uh uh what was I gonna say? Oh, you mentioned the Broncos luck stuff. I do agree. <laughs> they're what like plus fifteen in takeover or turnovers? Yeah, Since, they're uh, or so... during this win streak. If listen, man, maybe this is the CJ Stroud turnover regression game. Uh because he hasn't had a real bad turnover game this year outside of the Cardinals game a couple weeks ago. Uh, or this is where the Broncos uh, just don't stop turning the ball over or stop uh, getting turnovers. It's been, it's been insane how kind of crazy it is with their turnover differential uh, in the last like month or so. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I do agree. I think Houston, um, that is probably a good live betting game. And I expect Houston to win today. So, and just like, because there is, if you guys ever want to look at it, it's honestly fascinating. There is a luck ranking um, based on everything from like, like injuries to like little bop turnovers to games that the NFL said the refs missed calls. Denver is currently fifth in luck rating. They... The only teams luckier than them have been Detroit, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, and Philly. And I think we can all agree all five of those teams have been pretty freaking lucky this year, no matter their record. So I Denver went from 27th to 5th in luck rating and during their five-game win streak, which means the cup is going to overflow. What better way for it to overflow than a rookie quarterback going into Denver? Right? They're in Denver this week, right? Or is it in? It's in Houston. It's in Houston even better what better luck for you to leave your stadium where you have the biggest advantage in the nfl and get punked by a rookie and three receivers who no one could name going into this season like give give me houston money line i what was the spread at the spread was three again that's the only reason i didn't take it is one field goal there can hurt it but those are our plays for the day Make sure you guys follow us. There's no NBA today, but we're going to have some previews out tonight for tomorrow's game. We're uh, we're already 7-0 and today. We went 7-0 and on just Premier League soccer. So we're on a hot streak. We're He's back. DJ is not DGen enough to bet soccer, and the one time he did it lost. But we're, <laughs> we're back. We're on a hot streak. This is going to be our month. We're going to end the month and the year off right. Make sure you guys follow along. And let's let's go out there and get some dubs today, guys. I want to see FSU in the college playoffs. I want to see the Chiefs win. I want to see the Dolphins win. I want to see all of Brian's takes go hot. I want to win a freaking bet for once in my life on the NFL. <laughs> Such a different tune than yesterday. <laughs> he Dude, said he hit me up yesterday like, Joe, I'm fading you. He was so just he was so <laughs> offended by me. Going against his App State Mountaineers yesterday, that he was like, Joe, I'm gonna take your soul. <laughs> and he got burned. Listen, all week I'll, I'm hot in basketball, and then NFL has killed me the, this month. But we are back. We have a new system in place, and we're cashing out today. Yeah, DJ, you might want to hit this commercial. Do you love everything sports? So do we. That's why we shop at Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles. Atomic has everything you could ever want to blow up your collections. They have sports cards ranging from the 1980s to today, whether it's singles, wax packs, hangers, or boxes. 
They've got vintage hats, clothes, and collectibles from your favorite teams to widen your collection. Check out Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles today at 102 4th Street West, Milan, Illinois. View from the West, the podcast covering Illinois high school football. Weekly analysis and reaction from around the western side of the state of Illinois. This is the game we had circled when the year started. Follow along on YouTube and Twitter and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's big time football out there tonight and I know we can play big time football. You from the West. We got you covered. So knowing that this was going to happen and they were going to do the playoff thing here. I this time been, it was me talking too long, not Joe. No, no, no. I have been answering questions in the chat, knowing that this is going to happen, and now my wife joins us again. Um, Hello, wife of DJ. Nick Bull and I have been texting all morning about how about how this could be a very, very screwed up. So Dan, I, I hope y'all under know that trolling or not, the fate of football is like at stake with this decision because it's basically going to be today is about to show if 13 old morons know if games matter or don't. The thing is, if we were in the eight game, eight team format this year, I honestly, we would have seven guarantees. You would have an eighth team that everyone would question, but it would be all these teams between one and seven. You would just be like, why are they here? They should be here. This team got, like it would be like this regardless of it at was least one they'd through be in, eight. Though. It would just be more teams. It would be so much more entertaining. That's the thing. Yeah, but they at least they'd be in. At least they'd be exactly. in. We don't have this problem. All right. Let's let's answer questions. Yeah, go ahead. I'm about to throw up. <laughs> Anne's girlfriend wants to know should she start Bruce Hall or Julian Joko? What was the question? Which one? Bruce Hall or David and Joko? Bruce Hall. Yeah, I, I with Joe Flacco in, you just can't trust anyone. Wait, is she playing me this week? And Joku, go in Joku. <laughs> Michigan got the one seed. <laughs> Joe's not even gonna give a thing anymore. <laughs> I'm not. They just started. <laughs> I'm a little shocked that Washington didn't get it. You could probably make a case that they should have got it, but. Michigan Joe, I love you. <laughs> Rampage wants to know who does he sit? Or who do they sit? Swift, Kamara, or Keenan Allen? I'm going to say Keenan Allen because as much as I think the Chargers are going to win, Bill Belichick's defense has made a lot of these teams look really bad this year. And I'm going to say Swift. Joe's waiting for the number two to come out. Yeah. Uh, person i'm sorry Dude, you I'm just want me to take you off here i can't take you off here i have to I have to see the potential heartbreaker excitement yeah we have, we have to have that yeah, come for... on you're dying for my reaction to this Hang just... on, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ahead start the recording just in case washington got the two chalk holding <laughs> it's just joe on screen <laughs> i do think there's a case that you could have made for washington being the higher seed than michigan their resume compared to Michigan is so all right. My, my buddy texted me. We're just going to keep Joe on screen here. Uh, my buddy texted me. He wants to know, should he start Mike Evans or Calvin Ridley? Mike Evans. Yeah. That game's going to be closer than Monday night. I, I also agree. 
And then Javante Williams or Derrick Henry. Javante. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry has hurt me too Derek many Henry. weeks to trust him. <laughs> I hate you all, I think. It's a long pause. Texas is three. They deserve to be in no matter what. And that means four is going to be Bama. No, no. I, I even seeded it that FSE was four. Because I think when they get to the final four, they'll always and receive Joe's it. ahead of me too, which really sucks. I wish we were right on uh, right on same. Texas deserved to be in no matter what. Also, Florida State deserves to be in. And I have no problem with them being three. No SEC team would be crazy this year. I've I've almost I have kind of called it for a month. Good for Texas, man. It's just so quiet right now. I have, they, there's a world that exists where Texas is the betting favorite, too, by the way. Hot take. All right, here we go, I guess. While we're while we're waiting for Joe, my QB one this week will be Stroud. My wide receiver one's Thielen. My RB one is gonna be McCaffrey. My tight end one is gonna be Fryer Move. Oh. And and my defense will be the Falcons, I think, this week. Yeah, Brian, who do you have as QB one this week? QB1, I'll go with um, Josh Allen. I'll go Mahomes. RB1, I I agree with McCaffrey. Agreed. Um, Who would be tied in one? I'll go ahead and go Kelsey. And mm, I'm drawing a middle blank on my wide receiver one. Well, why am I? Tyreek. Oh, they're going to go to number six first, Joe. Oh, goodness. (laughs) DJ, can you mute yourself just in case you're uh, ahead of me? Yeah. Or mute mute your TV. You're turning down a little bit. Is it on ESPN, right? You're ahead of me. I don't know. Yeah, there's a world that exists. Okay. George is sitting. We're not shocked that they're six. They, They should be six. Dan, what game are you watching today that's not your team? I don't even know who your team is. I Football is the only sport I don't really have a team because I grew up in Carolina and we were kind of forced to watch the Panthers. My family's originally from Louisiana, so we're always watch the Saints. Why did they do 6-4? Joe, I'm I'm very sorry. I'm sorry, man. That was tough. They had a hell of a season. Now you get to be like me when they win their bowl and Alabama or Texas wins the national champion and just claim claim the national title. Whatever whatever bowl game they got, I'm taking them on the spread. Like that they they're they're going to be proving something. Their defense looked really good last night. Yeah, they did. Damn, man. 
Joe, Joe deleting tweets, deleting tweets. Oh. No, I really, I, I, I'm sorry, brother. That sucks, man. I had envisioned that if they didn't get in, I'd have this crazy reaction. But... Just go have a shower. Beer. No. Shower beers make it. That's what shower I. Beer. That's what. That's so, what I. Joe, do. I'm assuming your first sinister six of the new year will be Michigan covering the spread. Correct. No, they could. Bama could beat them. Bama's probably going to win it all. Them or Texas. Eh, well, man, I don't know. Is this is this you coping? No. I just it's how it works. If it makes you feel better, I think that the final four should have been uh, Michigan, Florida State, Washington, and Liberty. So it's fine. <laughs> what a fuck! Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, you win all your games. You deserve to be in. Why do you play the games, man? You play to win the game. I guess. Who did Whatever. Nick Saban pay off this time? If if. if such it's just like it's living in the South. There's way too much SEC bias. It's fuck the yeah. SEC. Mm. It's fuck up, college football. It's setting up the final four, final fours of the future: two Big Ted teams and two SEC teams. Exactly. What a fuck. And there'll joke. be there'll be twenty teams in each conference here in a couple of years. So. Joe, you wa- you watching football today? I don't know, man. We're gonna I'm have educated old. ignorance today. There's a world that exists where we don't. I, I, is it also the same world that Florida State doesn't make the playoff? <laughs> Dude, no, come on. I'm giving Joe shit. I feel bad for Joe. I like, I, I might drive to Joe's house and give him a hug. I can't I fucking believe now. it, dude. They left us out, man. Are you fucking kidding me? That's our, what, they left eight? out a team that won 13 and 0. They beat LSU's ass week one. Like the game wasn't fucking for a, a team that half. Texas beat by like twenty. Fucking all right. Incredible. Well, that's gonna Alabama needed a fucking miracle to beat Auburn. They fucking beat four and eight Arkansas by three. They struggled with UC- USF. They fucking name and like wh- what other game should I mention that they looked like dog shit in? Hey Joe, I what? don't give a fuck. What fucking planet? <laughs> Do we live in that Alabama fucking deserves to be in the college football playoff? Does the games not fucking matter? Like, what's the fucking point of playing the sport of football if you're going to have this fucking result? What the fuck, man? <laughs> fuck this shit. Are you fucking kidding? How the fuck do we get this? What's the point? It'd be like if the fucking Chiefs went 15-2 and two and they're like, nah, they're not fucking pretty enough. Don't put them in the playoffs. What the fuck? I'm out, man. I'm out. I'm we out. love you, Joe. All right. We're going to have to make sure to rate that one explicit. Um, good luck, everybody, on your matchups. I do feel bad for Joe. I, I feel so bad, man. I know that it sucks to not have your team get a chance to play for the national title, so it's fine. Brian, hit your tagline if you're still with us here. <laughs> May, may all your games be winning ones and hopefully not down to the wire. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>